What's up, Boyd? How's it going tonight, Colette? It's going good. So, tonight, we're not recording our normal way. We're uh, recording straight on Anchor because I'm lazy. This is episode 65 of the Sports Nuts and Beer Guts 2.0. The Podfather. I love that nickname. I think I'm going to try and change my group me name to the Podfather. The Podfather. There Uh, you go. Chris Collette, um, hosting the first first half, uh, and then the other person joining me is McClure Boyd. He'll be hosting the second half. He just doesn't know it yet. So nice. I'm glad to know. Boyd, I get uh, mentally prepared. Our, our listeners have been like filling up our hotline or email uh, mailbox right here. So we have a couple of uh, questions from the listeners that I'm going to throw at you, and I'm going to let you answer. So. Nice. All right. Let's uh, do rapid fire. Rapid fire. Here we go. First question uh, comes from some guy named Logan from Farragut. Ah. He said, the Boyd guy doesn't know how to do Chuck Sipper pour, so let's do Chuck Sipper pour, this being Stoops last year in Lexington as the head football coach of the Kentucky Wildcats. Hmm. All right. Let's see. So, if I think that Stoops will leave, I'm going to... You would chug. Or chug. Okay. Yeah. Let's see. No, I think he's staying at Kentucky, right? I think... Is that not even... Um, I didn't even really know that that was going to be a question if people were coming calling and, um, or if it was a serious uh, threat right now. But what's what's going on with Stoops right now at Kentucky? Uh, well, he, he had a pretty underwhelming season. I don't think he's not on the hot seat. I mean, his his seat's not hot at all. Well, he had an underwhelming season, but he's been by far their best coach in how long? I mean, oh, I agree. I just I just think Louisville actually made a good coaching hire, uh, bringing in Jeff Brom. All right. Uh, so I think he may have some competition in the home state. Uh, I think obviously the Will Levis experience this year. Uh, the offensive line play was horrid. Play calling was horrid. Uh, it was just a rough year for him. And I think with, with seeing some competition uh, in the home state now, I think he may look to go cash in somewhere else and, and try his luck somewhere else. He's uh, I know other teams have been interested in the past, so I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to sip this one. I, I could see another team. I don't really know a good example of a team, but I could see another team going after him, and I could see him being like, you know what, it's time. I had a good run at Kentucky. It's uh, it's time to move on somewhere else. So, well, now he's he's had really good run at Kentucky, so I imagine he could, uh, you know, elevate his position somewhere. Uh, where where would you uh, speculate if you had? To? So that's a tough one. Um, I mean, and, and it's hard, too, because I know that you're going off of openings that potentially aren't even open. Yeah. So. I mean, you could look at Oklahoma. Uh, yeah. I mean, he does have the history at Oklahoma. Uh, Venables was god-awful last year. I mean, Oklahoma went 6-6 six and six last year. Uh, so you could kind of look at that as a job that may open up. As a Tennessee fan, I selfishly would love to see Stoops at Oklahoma because that means Hypo wouldn't go there. Absolutely. That's my worst fear right now is the um, uh, Oklahoma connection with Heupel. Yeah. So, I mean, there, there's jobs like that. Uh, I don't think Texas A&M's a fit for him, but uh, I, I, it'd be more of a lateral move from Kentucky. Uh, 
if Dave Doran decided to leave NC State, I could see NC State as a possibility. Uh, I don't I don't really know of a school that's actually needing a coach or that where an opening will be, but if there's a lateral move for him, I I could see it him at least contemplating it a little more than he has in the past. Yeah, now he has uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but he's beat every uh, SEC East powerhouse, correct? He's beat Georgia, Florida, Tennessee. Um well, I know he's that, beat Florida laugh, and Tennessee. That'll that'll laugh when uh, that'll get a big laugh when uh, I I just called Tennessee a powerhouse. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I, I think this Logan from Farragut guy will roll his eyes when he hears that. He definitely will. What Kentucky? How many times did they beat us in the last ten years? Um, was it the, the it two wasn't, or it wasn't three? as often as it felt? Uh, it felt like was it, it was pretty competitive, but uh, like. Like maybe five hundred record, but Tennessee was either eight and two or seven and three in their last ten of ten games against Kentucky. During I'm the, sure Logan will correct us, but Steve's I'm going to say three, and we'll, we'll we'll hope for two. I don't know. But, I, I think I think that's a safe safe bet right there. All right, if you're listening well, to this, Logan, I hope for, Stoops leaves. <laughs> let's let's hope he leaves, and we can chug or pour or do something about that but all right right, next next question next question this one comes from brandon in vegas um it says over under one season of xfl 3.0 hashtag vegas vipers for life all right so this was brought up in a uh text message thread is it true that the rock is involved in this heavily Uh, that has been confirmed. It, it's true. So, you know, I guess in a lot of ways it's going to depend. I don't know if you've seen the 30 for 30, the um, USFL. The USFL, the springtime so, league in the 80s. I'm not 100% um, sure if I've seen it or not. Well, you know, it was very successful for a while. I think Herschel Walker, who's kind of in the news right now for uh, – Let's not even talk about that. But Herschel Walker played in that league. I think it was pretty popular. I think they did well, and I think it was just mismanaged. So I think that springtime football in general can work. You know, um, I don't think they should try to compete with the NFL. I think they should try to make it something different. But I I always just assumed it was just massively mismanaged by the uh, WWF, but I have uh, so I'm not sure. I will um, chug though over one year. Are we even doing chug sip report on this? Or are we just um, over under? We can chug sip report. Yeah, <laughs> let's chug sip report. All right, I'll uh, I'll chug sip report over one year. Yeah, we'll I'll change chug it to that. that. I'll chug you're gonna that. chug it. Um, I'm gonna sip it. I think you're on the right pathway where there is a. Uh, uh, spring football, there's a market for it, I think. Uh, and some of these, like, I can't remember the names of the league, but the PJ Walker League, whatever it was, was it the XFL 2.0? I'm not sure. I can't remember. Which which, which league are you talking about? What did you say? Walker? PJ Walker was the MVP. It was like, uh, I can't remember who he played for. Current Carolina Panthers backup quarterback. All um, I remember about the XFL was he hate me. Uh, I remember that Rod Smart, Rob Rod Smart. I think that was his Rod name. Rod Smart. I, he played a couple of years in the NFL, special teams. I, 
Yeah. Um, I think there's a market. Uh, I watched a little bit of that with PJ Walker. Um, it all comes down to financing though, because a football team's not cheap, uh, at all. So I don't yeah, know. That's, I'll uh, sip hey, it. That'd be, that'd be tough because you know, the rock is not putting up his personal money oh, for the XFL. Yeah. He's uh, the face of it. Using other people's money. Right. Uh, it's just a matter of how long that lasts. <sighs> this is a tough one. I I'm going to sip it because I think it, it, it may get to year two. And there's a chance in year two it just folds midseason kind of thing. So, but I think it, I think we'll see at least one game in year two of uh, XFL 3.0. All right, I can I can see that. All right, um, next, next question. Next question. We got Matt in Atlanta. Man, we're uh, spreading it around, spreading I, the wealth. I yeah, we we are we're a worldwide or a nationwide uh, podcast. Yeah, fans all over this all over this country. So Matt in Atlanta says. Uh, what is your dream car? Question mark. Hmm. You know, this is interesting. Um, I really don't even think about cars at all. I, I I could care less, honestly. I know that drives some people crazy. That's gonna drive Matt from Atlanta crazy. It really is. I always just call him and tell him to uh, basically just pick out a car for me. But uh, <laughs> yeah. When I was in high school, I don't I don't know why this is a very strange uh, obsession, but I, I I may have been listening to too much like Three Six Mafia or something, but I always wanted one of those Cadillac Escalade trucks. I can't wait to hear Hickman's review of that next time he's on the podcast. Is that not hilarious that I wanted one of those? <laughs> I could see I could see rims spinning on it, <laughs> rims and spinners and. Having the whole nine, man, can you imagine? What if I would have gotten one of those and just like, just just rocked it? Yeah, this this question's, uh, Hickman's going to be very disappointed because I'm I'm right there with you. Uh, I, I don't really have a dream car. I mean, I drive a Hyundai Elantra I've had for 10 years. Has like 190,000 miles on it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, totally, I, I'm, I'm right there with you with the vanilla sedan. Yeah, I, I mean, I just want a vehicle that gets me from point A to point B. Uh, my dad has a Tacoma. He's had a Tacoma or a Toyota truck for uh, probably the majority of my life. So, I mean, I guess a Tacoma just for the memories with my dad kind of thing. I don't, I don't know. I really don't have a strong feeling on cars. I'm not a car guy. Hickman's going to be like listening to this, just going, oh, my gosh, like the who lets these people on the podcast talk about cars, but he's the well, one that know, asked the question. Uh, so, I mean, poor question. Yeah. Yeah. That's his own fault. Uh, yeah. I know that, um, when, when I met, well, no, not when I met, I guess in high school, I had a sob and Matt and his dad loved sobs. Is that how you became good sob. friends? Is that- well, we, we got to know each other a little bit from that for sure. Cause he was obsessed with sobs and he drove one to school and so did I, we were the only ones with sobs. So we got to know each other that way, but, um, the, uh, cars, I don't know. I, I dream car. I, I don't even know if I could answer that question, but, uh, yeah, Matt will be very disappointed with this segment. I love it. <laughs> uh, next one, this question's out of left field. Uh, Alan and Charlotte says, 
Um, I recently started a teaching position at almost age 40. Um, would you ever change your profession? Question mark. Would I? Would you? <laughs> yeah, would I? I, I uh, have not, I guess not profession. I, I, you've, you've always it. been in the finance industry to some extent. Yeah. Quasi. As long as I've known you. Yeah. So, I, I, but, um, you know, making jumps, you can kind of get the feel of what it would be like. Um, what is the specific question again? Would, would you? Would you? Um, yeah, I would say I would potentially. But it would have to be, a, but it's, it's really comfortable right now, though. So it's hard to uh, think about making a change. What, like, what, what profession would you go to? Hmm, maybe a, a park ranger or naturalist. You're just, you're just trying to bait me into that one. <laughs> oh. Or uh, maybe maybe I could get up uh, like maybe twenty million liquid and start my own casino. I think you need one of these things called an angel investor. I'm still looking for one of those. <laughs> What's the angel investor do? They float you the money to get it get it off the ground. Uh, yeah, cover, they're like your they're like your, your initial bets. Yeah. They take all the risk and they just uh, float around and spread their wings, you know, have a good time. Gotcha. Next question. Uh, one more question. This comes from Cole in Roanoke. Uh, it says, this is question specifically for McClure Boyd. <laughs> Why did you replace me on the pod? Why? Hmm, that's a good question. I'm looking it's unknown. To answer. It's unknown. I I didn't even know that I had until just now. <laughs> that's, I, a, that's good news. I'm gonna celebrate. I hope Cole listens. He he just randomly stopped. Uh, he just stopped replying to me. So, hmm. and, well. and we did we did have a great Tennessee run uh, in football this year. We had we got on a little. Me, you, and Hickey just uh, talking Tennessee football, getting nostalgic, having a good old time. Oh man, that was that, that was one of the best falls I've had in football wise, college football wise. That, that was a yeah. great season. I, I think that's, like, I think that's why we we didn't really kick him off the pod. We just were like, uh, let let the four or three of us just talk Tennessee football while while the times are good because we had about twenty years of bad leading up to yeah. that. Yeah, and it's cathartic because you can always just see it happening again. Yeah. There's a hypo to Oklahoma. We can't let that happen, can we? Uh, definitely not. I but don't know as, if it's uh, a, I don't know if yeah. it's a legitimate threat or not, but I, I I keep going back to Kiffin and the USC USC. Guys. I mean, USC was a better job. It was, uh, but it's still – In Tennessee. It's still a it's still a thing where, um, and I guess I don't know what Heifel's real connection is with it because I know he got fired from there at one point, so it could be super bitter. So I don't know. He did. I, I think he has a good relationship now with uh, with Oklahoma. Uh, it's one of those things. Like uh, I would say, Wisconsin's uh, Jim Leonard's kind of going through it now, where former players will have some some level of success at their alma mater. Uh, in some kind of coaching form, not necessarily head coach. 
but it rarely ever lasts. I mean, once you're hired to be coach, I mean, it's one day closer to being fired. So yeah. essentially, um, so, I mean, it's inevitable. And then it's kind of the circle of life, like, uh, administration, people, in administration change and, uh, doors open back up. So, I mean, I, I don't think there's a door closed at Oklahoma for him. If he had interest in Venables goes six and six again next year. I, I could see, I could see there being a change. Well, that's good perspective on it. And, uh, did you say that that was the last question? Uh, that was the last question. Uh, can, can we get into, uh, I do want to touch on one other thing. So this is from Chris in Columbia. Okay. Um, John Robinson got fired. The GM of the Titans. Titans are in first place. They've won the division three or four straight years. How shocked were you when you saw the news he was fired? Well, I saw your text come through, and uh, I honestly don't uh, follow back office NFL much at all, but I thought that's strange because they're in first place, and I knew the A.J. Brown trade was considered a uh, potential win still, I think. I could be wrong about that. I know he's awesome, but it's just to be seen with the injuries and stuff. So, I don't know. I I was surprised. Um, But you you probably know a lot more details, so talk about what you know about it. I was stunned. A friend of the podcast, uh, the original Carlos Malone lover, (laughs) um, Chris Comer, texted me that John Robinson was fired, and I was like, is this for real? Question mark. I thought it was like, I thought it was one of those things where if you click on it, you get a picture of Barry Wood pop up on your phone. Uh, that's what I was expecting. So I was like, is this real? I don't want to click on the link right now. Oh, yeah. And then I saw it and I was like, oh, wow, it, it is actually true. And uh, I think there's like, there's so, it's such a, I don't know, a complex question. Uh, the AJ Brown trade was, it, it's likely going to be a loss for the Titans. Uh I said when it happened last year or at the draft this year, you could say. Uh, you can judge it in three years if A.J. Brown's knee is still healthy. Uh, the Titans are probably going to lose this trade. If it's if it's a bum knee, then the Titans will probably win the trade just from saving 22-ish million dollars in cap space. So, still got two years to go on his knee. Uh, he's looked great this year. Uh, Traylon Burks has looked okay. I think that's a fair assessment. Uh, he has potential, but he's, uh, I would take AJ Brown heads up over him right now for sure. Absolutely. So the trade wasn't great, uh, but I think it's way deeper than the trade. I think his last couple drafts have been awful, uh, which you have the COVID, the COVID dynamic kind of screws with your scouting. I guess you could put the blame on COVID, but he's had three really bad drafts started with Isaiah Wilson in the first round of 2020. Uh, Caleb Farley last year, and then uh, I don't know who their first – Traylon Burks was their first rounder this year. Uh, so is there no more picks coming from that A.J. Brown trade at all? Uh, there's a third rounder. I don't know if the third rounder was the last this past draft or if it's if it's this year's draft. I'm not sure. Okay. Well, it was I, a, I thought there was two more coming this year. It so was a fir- I could be wrong. It was a first and a third that was traded. They got the first, and they turned that into Traylon Burks. And there's right. a third, and I, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm not sure. I should probably know that. Uh, but if you go a little deeper, 
Uh, the Titans roster is awful. I've said all year they're they're just a bad team. <laughs> like, so that's your uh, confidence in Vrabel right there, then, huh? I think Vrabel's a hell of a coach. I I said on a podcast on here one one week. Can't remember which week it was. His game theory, knowing exactly what style of game it has to be, like when to take chances, what the Titans need to do to win. Uh, and the best example of that could be the overtime game they lost against Kansas City. They, they knew they had to make it as physical as possible, muck it up, uh, and, and hope to get lucky kind of thing. And they did that. So I love Rabel as a head coach. Uh, so the drafts were bad. The roster – Current roster is awful. I mean, it's it's not a good roster. Uh, and then I think uh, we heard news earlier this year the Titans are going to get uh, a new stadium. 2026 is the target for that. Uh, once they get the stadium, a Super Bowl won't be far behind it. And I think Amy Adams, uh, the owner of the Titans, knows they're going to host a Super Bowl and wants a team that can compete for a Super Bowl. I know that's still four or five, six years away from a potential happening kind of thing. But, yeah, I think that's in the back of her mind. She just doesn't think John Robinson can get him to a Super Bowl, so she made the move now. Uh, Malik Willis looks terrible at quarterback, and they got to make a quarterback decision, so I think she did not want Robinson making that decision and throwing Malik Willis out there next year for a lost season, so – I think she just wants to win. So I'm, as a that's fan of the they, team, I like that's that. That's why they pay the pod father the big bucks. I don't know about the that. Titans, but... The Titans' perspective, right there. That yeah, was but yeah, I'm, I'm excited for. Uh, I'm excited for the future. Uh, I think Vrabel's a hell of a coach. Give him some talent, and let's see what happens. I would love for them to trade for Lamar this off season. Oh, that'd be awesome. Sign, sign me up for that one. Absolutely. I hope his uh, knee is, uh, you know, that he doesn't start getting injuries because that could go downhill uh, real quick. You know, we've He's... seen it with those mobile quarterbacks, but he is starting to throw more in the pocket. So... Uh, did Did you see where he's the same age as Stetson Bennett? I did not realize that at all. <laughs> I didn't either. I think Lamar's in year five uh, in the NFL. Were they mid twenties, like twenty six, twenty seven? Uh, they're both twenty five. Wow. Yeah, Lamar was a baby when he got to the uh, the league. Well, we can use that last question there and that topic to roll into some chug sip and pour. I'm ready. Want. I'm ready for it. Chug sip and pour all right. is all you, Boyd. So lead well, us to the promised uh, land. We'll come up with some random ones here, but uh, love so it. So when you uh, just mentioned Stetson. So let's lead into a Heisman-related Chug Sipper Pour. So Chug Sipper Pour, Hooker being left off the um, finalist list. I'm going to sip it. All right. All right. Um, I'm going to sip it. This is a year where there, there was no real uh, – there was no real like favorite there. I mean, Caleb Williams will probably win it. Uh, but I mean, there, there could be Drake may probably has the best stats of any quarterback in the nation. And I saw he was 10th in Heisman voting. That uh, was interesting. So I, I, 
I looked up uh, his May stats today, by the way, because um, I was not aware that they were as good as they were. Yeah. Um, when I saw that he potentially is looking at the portal transfer, and uh, we can get into that one in just a second. But go ahead on the Hooker and the Heisman thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I just think you could go a lot of directions uh, with the four quarterbacks that made it. Uh, you got Hooker, you got Blake Corum, you have Bijan Robinson running back at Texas. Uh, you have a couple more quarterbacks in the mix there. So uh, it could have went a lot of ways. Uh, people getting butthurt about Stetson making it over Hooker because Hooker's a better player. I, I agree, but George is the best team in the nation. He plays quarterback. He won a natty last year, so has a chance to go back-to-back. So I understand why Stetson's in there. Uh, doesn't mean I agree with it. I mean, Hooker had a hell of a year. And essentially, you're punishing him for missing in one game against Vanderbilt, in which Tennessee won 56-0. Like, exactly. that doesn't, that, that, that's kind of a dumb uh, – to punish him for that's dumb, in my opinion. Uh, if the South Carolina game happened early in the season, and you know what I mean, and there was a uh, name a game where he played just phenomenal. He flip-flopped those two games. I think he's, he's in New York right now as a finalist and potential favorite at that point. But, Potentially. And I don't but, have a problem with Stetson either, just with the fact that he's probably going to win two national titles in a row. That's, uh, I mean, even if you do have these dominant defenses. and uh, He is a phenomenal team, but you still have to make some plays to win, win some games. Stetson does just enough to do that. Well, I'm going to pour it uh, as a Tennessee fan. But... That's fair. Objectively, I'll probably sip that too because the Georgia game was really, you know, he he didn't play well. That was the biggest game, um, like the biggest moment, you know. He, yeah, he had, that was a, you know, it comes off the Alabama game where he played awesome. That was a huge moment too. But then the other big moment, the Georgia game on the road, just didn't just didn't do it. Yeah, so, I agree with you. I can see it. I can sip that. But all right, let's. Um, I did mention May. Or, uh, wait. Did I have his name right? Drake May. Trying to host a podcast. Don't even know his <laughs> name. The, uh, um, so, Chug Sipper pour him playing at UNC next year. I was not aware of his ties to the school. Looked I wasn't up, either. He did, have, he did have one heck of a season as far as stats. I know he they did. They started to um, wane maybe a little bit at the end as far as win-loss, but... Am I right? What what did they end up? Uh, ten and two, nine and three. I think nine and three but sounds they about beat, right. They beat Wake. They uh, beat several was, top twenty five teams. I think or who was top twenty five at the time? Yeah, because they they lost to uh, they lost to NC State, they lost to Clemson, and then they lost to uh, didn't they lose to like App State early in the year? I can look that up, but uh, um, let's Can't say, remember. all right, what do you say? Chug Sipper for May playing at UNC next year. He he tweeted out he's coming back, so oh, I'm I'm going to I'm going <laughs> to chug it. Uh, but if, if he did leave, uh, I think Wisconsin's the school he was going to just to follow the offensive coordinator. Hey, that tweet left. doesn't mean anything. That's true. He, can, he could leave. He could. That'd be a total Nick Saban move right there. I was going to say, Saban did that in Miami. He did. 
anyway all right let's let's move on i was i didn't know he tweeted that out you're good man look at that don't even know his name <laughs> don't even know what he's doing all right let's see all right um chug sip or pour tom brady playing for the patriots next year Ooh. I'm going to chug Tom Brady playing football. Um, But I'm going to pour it out that it is with uh, New England. I did did read something not too long ago about that being a possibility. Um, I did as well. And I don't know exactly what's going on with the whole FTX thing. But um, there's, you know thoughts that that's behind a lot of what's going on with him in general and that it might yeah. just lead him back to uh back to belichick and roots and you know i don't know that's probably hearsay but it's it, fun to talk about i don't think there's any way he's back in tampa if i was putting money on it i think he ends up either san francisco or new england uh and i'm not sure which one do you think so, he has a blood vendetta against uh jimmy g uh, I, th- I think I think they're good. I just I think for Brady to be successful in what would be his age forty six season, uh, a Kyle Shanahan offense would be perfect for that. Christian McCaffrey, you get Elijah Mitchell that can that can run the ball too. You get Debo, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle. They 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 could just run the ball and then Brady could you know what I mean one on one with Samuel and Ayuk on the outside. Brady's, Brady's going to throw some first some yards too. So I think that's the best case scenario for him. But I could see him also going to New England and doing the homecoming kind of thing. Yeah, I could see that. I, I would uh, sip it probably because San Francisco does sound tempting and it sounds like Tampa two years ago exactly almost. You got the dominant tight ends. You got the big receiver. You got yeah a running back that's going to play and you got just a good team overall. So I think that could work, but who knows what's going to go on. That's so unpredictable at this point. But I, I just think he's for sure moving on from Tampa. I think that's for sure. Seems like it with all that stuff that came out did, about the Dolphins anyway. Did Did you watch that game uh, Monday night? Did you watch the ending of that? Uh, I did, yes. Oh, that was like how pretty inf- insane ending. Like I, I hope Matt was watching it just just so he could be like I don't think he was watching it because we would have got Brady's the luckiest luckiest player of all time uh, <laughs> text would have started so I don't think he was watching it but uh, Dennis Allen the coach of the Saints uh, there's like a I think it's a New York Times uh, fourth down should you go for it thing where yeah. it ha- calculates your win probability if you go for it or punt or kick a field goal kind of thing. Right. Uh, and Dennis Allen, the coach of the Saints, uh, I think there was like 23 or so situations so far this year where his winning, like chances of winning the game would have improved uh, by at least 1% if he went for it versus kicking it, whether it was a punt or field goal. And, and he had went for it exactly zero times. Nice. Like 0 and 23, which is, uh, that's impressive how conservative that is. That is impressive. Yeah. That's very impressive. 
why do you think that that happens in the age of um, what would seem to be clear analytics? Cut? Analytics. It would seem to be that that's clear cut. Now I know you know I'm not saying that analytics is everything, but it seems to be like some of that stuff is pretty very clear cut. Like this is a, a definite advantage yeah. and a definite disadvantage. If if you asked me this before I uh, read the Vance Joseph line about the Patriots play calling this year and kind of shot at Matt Patricia saying, hey, it's ran just like a defensive coordinator's calling the plays, just going super conservative, don't turn the ball over, get four yards of play and eat the clock up. I was like, wow, that really is how the Patriots are calling every game. Like I never thought about that. And I knew Matt Patricia was the defensive coordinator. Uh, but yeah. I knew he was also calling the plays now for some reason. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Uh, after reading that quote, uh, Dennis Allen's a defensive coordinator. That's his background. He's going to trust his defense, and I think that's why he's done it that mm-hmm. way. Uh, I was also surprised because I, I sent the chart out where it had every team, uh, the number one team in the league going for it when they should, quote-unquote. Uh, was the Buffalo Bills. They have Josh Allen. Of course they are. I mean, he's just a human uh, cheat code at quarterback, especially on short yardage plays. The throw, the pass, uh, or the throw, the pass, the same damn thing. <laughs> the, the pass or the run kind of thing, whether whether it's Singletary or him kind of thing. Uh, just RPO. I mean, there's so many things he can do. So them going for it like 80% of the time when they should makes sense. Uh, the Chiefs were actually like one of the bottom teams at about 35% or so. Uh, that was surprising with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. But I do guess they get in field goal range a lot where it's, do you take the points, do you not kind of thing. And uh, You know, uh, when you said Dennis Allen, we're talking about him, I was like, man, I don't even know who's coaching the Saints now. And I looked up Dennis Allen because in my mind I was thinking of uh, – Dennis, Dennis Green? Green, and I was like, oh. we play? To- no, that's not even that quote. Which one was play his? to win the game. No, 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 no that's, that's, oh. uh, that's Herm. Was he the crown them? You're going to – we let him off the hook. They are who they thought we were, right? Yeah, <laughs> we let them off the hook. <laughs> that's it. Oh, that was a classic. Uh, but Dennis Green. Apparently, uh, Dennis Green passed away in 2016. So. Yeah. Um, he probably R. wasn't R. making it through screen. COVID if he made it to 2020. So <laughs> now, come on, <laughs> I couldn't resist it. <laughs> All right, I got I got a good chug sipper pour. Speaking of, uh, you were talking about some coordinators earlier. Let's get oh. back to college football. Okay, what's his last name? Alex Golosh or something like that. I don't know how to say his name. We'll go he with took Golosh. Off. He took off. He got a job. Good for him. Uh, Chug Sipper poor that making a negative impact on our offense next year? Um, I think uh, Joe Milton uh, being quarterback will make a bigger negative impact on our uh, football team. Although Nico could start, you never know. Uh, I really think they're going to try to let Milton start and Nico come in and blow out kind of thing and see what he can do. Um, I think we'll miss him, so I think I'd Chug having a negative impact. Whether or not it's a big negative impact, I'm, I'm questionable because uh, it really, I mean, Hypo runs the Art Browse offense where everything's based off rules. So if you know the rules, you know what I mean? You know 
a successful play, you run this one, the next one, it's in there. It's called within like five, five seconds. The people on the sideline behind the tarps are, are doing all their hand signals, that kind of thing. Uh, so, I mean, there'll be a little difference, uh, not having Alex there again next year for it, but at the same time, I feel pretty confident Hypo can find somebody to uh, keep the offense rolling. It's just a matter of quarterback play next year. Yeah, I'll sip that because I have no idea the ins and outs of like the day to day and who can step in and like if it's just going to be seamless or if that's a huge blow. But uh, it seems to he, he seems to have had a lot of uh, looky loos. Uh, so I'm sure it's a big loss, but hopefully, you know. Like you said, I don't know. Do you know how deep those rules go that you're talking about? Like, is it like as deep as if it's on the left side of the field and five yards, or like um, how deep does that stuff go? It's it's really in depth. I mean, you'll see them. Tennessee does it pretty frequently, where they run the same run play back to back times. Yeah, um, and it, that all comes down to like you know what I mean. If if it's second and three kind of thing, they'll, they'll if they get seven yards. Uh, defense, you know what I mean? Right. They just line back up and run it again, kind of thing. Like it was successful. Not and it's essentially get off the field and yeah, and just, yeah. Keep them on the field and uh, and just keep it, keeping on like like keeping the pressure on and run it until they stop it, kind of thing. When they stop it, they'll go to they'll. It's almost like they buy themselves time to figure out the next play, kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, I really think that could be what it is, is they're trying to buy some time to pick a play kind of thing and, and go from there. But All right. I get you. Well, let's see. I will uh, – I'll sip that, like I said. But uh, let's change gears completely and go with some football and say, based on the Netherlands beating America, knocking us out of the – was it the knockout round, the round of 16? Is that what that's called? Uh, it's just round – it's the knockout stage, but it's just round of 16, yeah. So, Chug Sipper Poor, the 2026 World Cup U.S. team performing better than this year's team. Oh, that's a great question. Uh, Which I guess better would be they have to get – Is does it go from – It just goes from 16 to 8, right? Yeah. Just to the next 8? All right. Yeah. Oh, we got a 61-yard field goal here on um, Thursday night football. Um, make or miss? Make. Miss. Uh. Um, that's a tough question. Um, oh, man. I, I want to chug it because I think the U.S. Uh, their athleticism is better than it has been in the past. Uh Athletically speaking, they, they were fine against the Netherlands, uh, which hasn't always been the case for America. Um, so, so what's the big what's the big need then? Oh, they need a striker. Yeah. Uh, they need somebody to put the ball in the net. Um, they they need probably need a couple defensemen. Uh, just to kind of hold the line steady and let their midfield because the midfield's probably the strength of the team. Uh, if I was putting money on it, I would say the midfield's a strength because they, they played really well. Uh, Can't we just give like Ronaldo or Messi like citizenship and get them on so, the team? 
so there's a, a guy from uh, maybe Denmark, Nor- Norway. Yeah. Uh, he leads he leads the Premier League uh uh in goal scored this year, plays for Manchester City. Uh there's like been talks about him trying to get some dual citizenship going on uh so he can play, assuming Norway doesn't make the twenty twenty six uh Olympics, which is doubtful. So uh there's a possibility there. Uh I'm all for that. I remember Klinsman, the previous uh, manager slash whatever, uh, when he was a coach, uh, he he brought some German players over, kind of thing. I think you can have like two or three that have kind of questionable citizenship, kind of thing, and it's okay. So I don't know. That's a great. Yeah, I'm question. all for bending the rules. I'm. I'm gonna. I'll say this: if they make it out of the group stage, I would chug it because I think the. I think the the home fans will get them through that first round. Oh yeah, what city is it in? Is it in LA? Uh, so it's all, it's it's all over. I mean, it's okay. It's all over. Uh, there's even uh, I think it's in North America games actually. So so I think okay. you I think you have a Mexico City game possibly. Not a hundred percent sure on that. So then we probably I could might be wrong. Have some like Charlotte, uh, Atlanta. There there Atlanta okay. is Atlanta's in the mix there. Yep, LA's right. New York. Uh, they, they announced the cities. Nashville was left off. That was disappointing. Yeah, that's uh, too bad. But they they probably but, won't have that stadium done, will they? No, they won't. But it, it'll be played in uh, it'll be played in America. It'll pl- be played at some city, and that that stadium will be absolutely bonk. I w- Seattle would be a great place for that game to be held, kind of thing. Just advantage oh, yeah. America, oh, yeah. uh, kind of yeah. thing. So I I think if they make it out of the group stage, they make it to at least the quarterfinals. Uh, just off the crowd. Uh, but I think they're going to be put in the quote unquote group of death, just the way it turns out kind of thing. Uh, where, you, where you end up with like a Spain and Germany in your group along with right. Senegal or somebody like that. And it's all uh, round Robin, right? So you got to play everybody. You got to play everybody. I mean, Germany, they, they've looked like ass the last uh, two world cups. Uh, haven't made it out of the group stage. That's a shocker. So, yeah, I mean, I'm going to chug that though. I'm going to chug that. And hope for the best because I want America to do well. I'm tired oh, I of like them, it. Uh, I'm tired of them pulling up short on all these and getting grief. But yeah, it's they, like I, on this one, you know, they're. I think top sixteen in the world's pretty good. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I I agree with you. I mean, tied for ninth place. Well, I mean, it's a top ten finish. So when it's like <laughs> we don't really even like put our best athletes in that sport, typically, you know. I, so, I hate that argument. Why though? Is I, that not true? Uh, the, our best best athletes don't play. It is true, but thinking that Nick Chubb can play soccer is—I mean, if he played soccer his whole life instead of football, like he's not necessarily a great at soccer. I still think well, it takes I think skill. That there's a lot more pool of people that would be available. I agree. You know, I think people in this country typically are just playing basketball, football, baseball. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to get my kid to play soccer, but I can't talk my wife into letting them. Uh, <laughs> not because, I like, that's another thing. We're talking about youth sports. Uh, Logan has scarred me for life from having my kids playing anything that takes a weekend commitment. That's uh, a lot of time, isn't it? Yeah, I'm I'm looking for anything during the week, like weeknight <laughs> kind of thing. Uh, give me like a 
Monday, Thursday kind of uh, game schedule. And I'll, I'll sign Jameson up for something sometime soon. But I've been telling my wife soccer she won't let me because, I, I mean, I think soccer is a great sport. I mean, it's athletic. You run around in circles. You get tired. Hopefully you get home and want to go to bed. So parents can have activities <laughs> at night. So that's a, that's, that's your ulterior motive. Definitely you know, you, should, you and Jameson motive. should get into scouts. You could go camping like every weekend. That sounds absolutely horrible. You could like uh, read your uh, scout books and sign off on your checklist while you're out in the, uh, out in the canoe. Yeah, that's, that's not going to happen. Uh, there's a zero percent chance. Even if Jameson came home from school begging me to do that, I would be like, "Kid, that's not happening." Sorry. Chug all... sipper poor. If your daughter really, really begged you to to go on a uh, a short mile long hike out in quote unquote nature, chug sipper poor that. Um. Oh. So my daughter. She's always been a mama's girl until maybe the last like two weeks or so. Oh, just in the last two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. She like when I get home, she's like instant in my lap in the recliner kind of thing. Just uh so I got a sweet spot for her, I guess. You can say that. I know you're chugging that now. Um I'm gonna sip it. Uh <laughs> if somebody asked me to go golf, I'd probably still go golfing, so Outside of that, if I didn't have any excuse not to do it, I would I would probably take her. The hiking defiance. That's a good question for you, Boyd. I, I'll, I'll let you answer. I already know your answer. You're, you're oh, chugging yeah. that. I'm chugging that. You're we're chugging that all out. day. We're out um, there getting crunchy and, you know. Who's the out. disciplinarian in your family? Disciplinarian. Or your kid's I'd just say, so perfect that you don't have to discipline your kids ever. I would say... That I would say that Kristen is the disciplinarian of the house. That makes two of us. I think I think that's correct. I don't know. I'll have to think about this and maybe have a different answer next time. My my wife's definitely the disciplinarian in her family. Yeah, I can't. It's hard for me to get mad at my daughter, just because um, I just want to blame everything on my son. Uh, my son definitely gets the brunt of my frustration because I feel like he's <laughs> older and, and I'm like, okay, this is, this is something you should, you should know better. I've told you 19 times, like, what are you still doing, doing this? Uh, so uh, I'm much more likely. The, did we talk about Jameson's prowess at football? Uh, we, we mentioned, I think it was mentioned. I don't, I don't know. He, no, He's, now will he be allowed to play uh, tackle football? No. Ah, our, He's, uh, Isaac doesn't play football or um, uh, any other sports. So we do like scouts and stuff. But I know that uh, after the Will Smith movie came out, no chance. It's like Kristen, yeah. there's no no way you're letting him play football, are you? Nope, nope. Um, I mean, he's white, so. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't really have a future making money at that sport. Uh, I had to start feeding him. So, I, I mean, I don't really see a point in long-term health. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> compromising his long-term health for high school football, like, it just 
doesn't make any sense. I wish Hickman was on the pod right now so we could hear a rebuttal or hear his stance on it because I'm not sure what his stance is. But that's kind of my viewpoint is, I mean, I'll, I'll let him play baseball or basketball. Uh, I'm even questionable on hockey. I mean, it's the most expensive youth sport because I guess getting ice time is expensive. But uh, even hockey, I mean, how dangerous it is for head injuries. I, I'm doubtful on it. My wife's all in on it, but I'm just like, I just, I'm just not comfortable. Sorry. So golf, baseball, basketball, these non, I say non-contact, but you know what I mean? I'm all in for golf. That's an expensive one too, though. I'll just get a, I'll just get a membership to the country club and we'll be good. There you go. A family membership. I, it'll be for myself and he'll, his is free then. So sign me up for that. that. Can't hide that kitchen money, can you? I don't know about that, but I, I I like my hobbies. I like I don't mind spending money on my own hobbies. So that's a that's a good way to go through life. Why why not enjoy it? I mean that's that's one thing. I don't know. Somebody posted on Facebook one time, but they're like, uh, I might as well spend my money whenever uh, I can actually do stuff instead of waiting until I can't do stuff and I have the money kind of thing. And I'm like. It's uh, kind of a point. So, there's some wisdom in that, but Chris, uh, I have to go to bed. Oh, I'm tired. Oh, we're not going to talk about Brittany Griner tonight. Wait, go ahead. Do you have a chug sipper pour <laughs> for us? I do not. I'm avoiding that one. All right. Do you have anything no, uh, you want to add to that Brittany Griner topic? Not really. I I thought I the uh, the marine that's in the Russia gel. I thought his family had a great quote what where it was something along the lines of um we're happy that an american uh has been freed from from that and that's all we're gonna take it you know what i mean like it was just like highlighting there is an american that's no longer in a, in a foreign prison uh yeah for shady reasons and, and for that they're happy so i'm like i i get that uh, letting go some guy named the Merchant of Death has nicknamed <laughs> the Merchant of Death uh, for a WNBA player. Uh, questionable at best. I mean, it's just it's a tough look. Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things. Uh, they're just doing it for some quick publicity. Uh, I, I hope I hope the Merchant of Death doesn't enter the news headlines in the next six to eighteen months or however long because. God knows Twitter will be unsufferable at that point because the right side will uh, viciously attack the left side at that point. Yeah, hopefully that merchant doesn't get back in the marketplace. How about yeah. that? Uh, how about that for the bad joke of the night? <laughs> That's funny. But yeah, no, I don't. I don't really have a strong opinion. Uh, obviously, being, I mean, she was there for ten months. I guess so. That's pretty so. rough for a vape. Uh yeah, pretty rough for a vape. I would agree. Yeah, I, I would pretty rough. I would argue ten days would be pretty rough for a vape. So, I would as well. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. She'll, to that uh, too. she'll be dunking on people in no time. But uh, uh, when when she comes back to America, if she drinks, don't drive. Is that right? To the watermelon crawl. Enjoy it, Boyd. There you go. See ya.